It's Chair Shot Reality on WrestlingInc.com. I'm Justin Labar. He's Josh Eisenberg. And these are the weeks as wrestling fans and as wrestling analysts you live for, the weeks of the big shows, and it's the second biggest show of the year. It is SummerSlam. Brooklyn, once again, Barclays Center. Probably the last year they're going to be at Barclays before they relocate uh, and move themselves around North America. Uh, Josh, let's get right into it. Of course, as we make our predictions, we urge you to check out WrestleRumble.com. First prize is $1,000. Every prediction is worth a certain amount of points. He or she who has the most points, you get the prize money. So just go to WrestleRumble.com, see what you're doing there. Uh, let's start off with what has got to be one of the considered marquee matches, the, 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 one of the main events uh, of the show, and is Ronda Rousey once again uh, in the WWE ring. Now she's challenging for the Raw Women's Championship against Alexa Bliss. This has to be the crowning moment, the crowning achievement for Ronda Rousey capturing that Raw Women's Championship. It's funny because a recent article uh, on ESPN says that Rousey wants to extend already. You know, she's had a, a, maybe a two-year contract, I think it was, and she's having more fun than she's ever had in her entire life. So I see Ronda Rousey winning this match. I think Alexa plays a little cat-and-mouse game with her. I think that there's people that try to stop Rousey from winning. Maybe it's an Alicia Fox trying to get involved. But I do think this is the time Ronda Rousey, six, seven-minute match, claim the women's championship, and uh, you know, potentially get a rematch with Alexa Bliss, and then obviously with the Women's Evolution in October, um, that big pay-per-view you can spotlight Ronda Rousey in an even higher-profile match. Yeah, we've seen a, a cast of women around Alexa Bliss from whether it's uh, her friend at one time is Alicia Fox, other times is Mickey James. Um, I think I think trying to present a, a strength in numbers for Ronda to overcome would be a look would look good for her. It would also, in some ways, um, you know, could try to protect Alexa Bliss in, in some regard. Uh, yeah, I think Ronda wins this. I think she wins it. I think the next night on Raw, we find out that her first title defense will be at the Evolution show in mm -hmm. October. And given the uh, the recent passing of Jim the Ammo Nineheart, all the more reason I still firmly believe that Natalia could be the one who gets yeah. that first uh, that first uh, crack at Ronda. Yeah, I, I completely agree. But looking at the SmackDown Women's Championship, Justin, you have Charlotte Flair uh, challenging for the SmackDown Women's Championship, along with Becky Lynch, and the SmackDown Champion is Carmella. Who do you pick in this Triple Threat match? I want to pick Becky Lynch so bad. The fan of me wants to pick Becky Lynch. It makes sense. She's just been. Uh, she, she's. You know, if you if you want to go wins and losses, she's the hottest uh, thing right now. She's straight fire, Justin. She is straight fire. But I do worry if Ronda's also going. <clears throat> excuse me, if Ronda's also going to win the title. I wonder if that will take away from Becky Lynch having her moment. So, um, you know, the Friday after SummerSlam Sunday is when the tickets go on sale again for the Evolution pay per view. Um, Charlotte is the most well known. Uh, female performer behind Ronda Rousey in WWE, according to the mainstream. You know, she does Sports Illustrated photo shoots. She has a last name Flair. So I, I could see Charlotte winning it, and maybe Becky goes on to win it later on in Evolution. And so if I'm making a Wrestle Rumble pick and I'm trying to get some money, I'm going to pick Charlotte. I'm going to go with Becky Lynch here. I think Becky Lynch actually does capture the SmackDown Women's Tag, uh, yeah, tag Team, SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, for a lot of the reasons that you said, the hottest um, wrestler right now on SmackDown comp compared to wins and losses is Becky Lynch. Um, they already have, which we think, Ronda is going to be that big name for Evolution. So you don't need Ronda and Charlotte being your two champions heading in. One can be a challenger and one can be a champion. Um, but I think Monday morning what we're going to be talking about a lot is did Becky Lynch turn heel on Charlotte? Because I think she does whatever it takes. No, no, no. People are going to say that. She's not going to, but people are going to think how she wins the SmackDown Women's Championship is going to be very heel tactic. Maybe a way that Carmella does, try to sneak a pin, try to steal one away, show a little bit of edge and a little bit of, I will do whatever it takes to get back onto the top. And I think that's why Becky Lynch wins and becomes SmackDown Women's Champion again. 
United States Championship. The match as of now is uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. Randy Orton is peering around curtains and such. Um, is this match stay one-on-one, and who do you have walking out with the title? Oh, man, that's a tough one. It's, it's, this is an odd feud. Um, I think SmackDown wanted to have a triple threat match, but for whatever reason, they didn't add Randy Orton in, and he's just you know, peering around the corner, watching his back, similar to what you should be doing since Wardlow turned on you. But I do think Randy Orton inserts himself a little bit into the match. Um, I think he goes out and attacks both guys. But I think at the end, it's either a disqualification where you keep it open-ended or Shinsuke Nakamura retains the United States Championship. I just don't see a championship change being necessary here. And I don't think Randy Orton gets involved because, quite frankly, Randy Orton doesn't need to be involved right now. He's the, he is the story of this match, and he's not even in the match. Yeah, I don't see Shinsuke Nakamura um, uh, relinquishing this title. It doesn't make sense on any level. Uh, I know there's a lot of um, rumors going on on the internet right now about you know rain, about uh, old allegations of Randy Orton's backstage behavior and such. Uh, maybe is that playing in the factor of why he's not in the, in the match, why he wasn't a big part of SmackDown? I don't know. It's possible, obviously, but uh, any which way, even if he was in the match, I don't think that it, it, it increases any chances of him winning. I think Shinsuke Nakamura uh, definitely holds on to this. Yeah, and the Intercontinental Championship on Monday Night Raw is going to be defended Seth Rollins with a returning and more jacked-up Dean Ambrose, as we saw on Raw. Um, it'll be Seth Rollins with Dean Ambrose in his corner against Dolph Ziggler with the ever-so-masculine, my man, Drew McIntyre in his. <laughs> settle down there, Did you like that? Settle I down. can't settle down. I'm getting excited. He's, he's big. Down. He's jacked. Everybody's scared of him. Drew McIntyre is the new Wardlow, Justin. God, two references in one one show. Um, yeah, I mean Dean, Ambrose, Dean Ambrose. I mean, he 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 resembles Triple H in like every way possible. He's got the he's got the traps. He's got the biceps. He's got the cut off uh, sleeveless shirt. He's got the haircut. He's got the beard. Um, he kind of looks like you a little bit. Oh, he kind of reminded me of a version of you and Triple H. Seriously, with the, with the, when you shaved your head, when you trimmed up the beard a little bit, no, the only, it kind of looked like you and Triple the, H had a guy, child. The guy who looks like me is Baron Corbin. Ever since he shaved his head. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You wish. <laughs> I don't wish. I'm just pointing. You have out. all the tattoos already, so come uh, on now. Who wins this? Uh, Dolph Ziggler. How? Uh, um, I, I mean, you know, you, you you think the heel turn by Dean Ambrose has to come. I know we both want it. Um, whether that's something, I, I think we are going to get a heel turn. Whether they execute that on Sunday night or whether it's something we get on the the Raw after, we'll have to see. But I, I think um, I think the heel turn makes sense because we've seen Ziggler and Rollins before. It's not nothing new. So I think that would be. Obviously, the, 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 the new element to add in it is we have the guys in, in, in each corner, uh, so what better way for Seth Rollins to lose and be protected by than having his brother stab him in the back? Yeah, I think that's the right way to go. I think that's the uh, only way to go, to be honest with you. I think you know, Ambrose and McIntyre brawl for a little bit. Referee gets knocked out, and then Ambrose either hits him with a chair, similar to what Seth Rollins did to him when he broke up the shield. And I think there's multiple reasons. You know, Obviously, that turn he can still bring up. And Dean Ambrose was Intercontinental Champion multiple times for a while, um, really capturing that title and doing good things to it. Maybe he's upset that he wasn't getting the respect that Seth Rollins was getting when Seth Rollins was Intercontinental Champion. So a little bit of jealousy there, a little bit of history bringing back up. Um, at the end of the day, I think no matter what, Dean Ambrose is best suited as a heel moving forward in 2018 and could be really good at the end of 2018 heading into Royal Rumble and WrestleMania season. Yeah, there's no shortage of uh, explanations that you can write for Dean Ambrose's promo, why he does what he, uh, you know, why he does the heel turn, and, and I, I think you know it was real. You know, I've, I've talked about this for a while, and, and I'm I was on the Dean Ambrose bandwagon for a long time, and but I can even put it in, in perspective. I think that, I think that in a good way, Dean Ambrose, there's a lot of potential that just hasn't even been fully reached, and I think that there's a lot of his peers that are 
waiting for it to happen. They, they want to see Dean Ambrose go to that next level. Now, whether he's yeah. been whether he's been restricted by the creative or the character asked of him to do, whether he's been restricted by the PG rating, there's a lot of things that can be debated. But I think I think everybody would agree this guy's got a lot of talent. He's shown some talent, but we haven't even begun to see the levels that he could uh, ascend to. And, and it's you know he he, he ain't the new guy no more. He's been around yeah. for five years. It's time to do it. And I've been very critical of Ambrose, and I stand by everything that I've said before. Learn how to throw a harder punch. Put some more moves in your repertoire. You need to not be this lunatic, goofy guy, and part of that's his fault. Part of that's creative's fault. But you're right, Justin. There's so much untapped potential for this guy, and he could be bigger and better. And I think the best way to make him a heel is obviously, obviously turning on the hottest face right now aside from AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. Yeah, Ambrose is a heel. Rollins is a face. You'll get tons of house show uh, mileage out of that. Uh, Absolutely. In addition to TV promos. Plenty more predictions to come here on Chair Shot rather than Wrestling Inc. Make sure you uh, leave a comment, you can subscribe, do what you got to do. We got more here on the Binge Watch playlist. Give him a follow on Twitter at Josh Eisenberg4. He'll certainly be tweeting all weekend long as we build up to SummerSlam and then SummerSlam Sunday night. Get his thoughts. As it happens, I am Justin Lamar. You can follow me on social media as well. I'll see everybody in Brooklyn this Sunday, 205th bar from 4 to 6 p.m., just a few blocks away from the Barclays Center. Uh, $20 Miller buckets, $15 Coors Light pitchers, tons of specialty cocktails. Uh, you won't find any cheaper in New York City at this time of the year. WrestleRumble.com, make your predictions. Win up to $1,000. If you think you're so smart, if you think you can outbook Vince McMahon, well, then go ahead and prove it. Uh, make your predictions at WrestleRumble.com, and SummerSlam could be very, very profitable for you, Josh, let's get into more of the predictions here as we continue on. And let's start with Finn Balor versus Constable Baron Corbin. I feel like we've seen this match <laughs> one too many times, and it's not even being overused, you know. Um, you know, this is this is a way for WWE to just get Finn Balor on the card. Let's be honest here. You know, Finn Balor last year faced Bray Wyatt. This year faces uh, Constable Corbin. Corbin last year facing John Cena. So... It's just two guys who don't have a lot to do, um, who are being spread very, I would say, very thin. Um, it's interesting to me, though, that still, and this is not the right time to do it, but still, we've not seen Finn Balor go to his Demon King persona. When does that happen? When does this Constable Corbin thing run its course? Because I don't, as much as I'm not a huge Baron Corbin fan, he's doing all right with the role. I think he's getting to really showcase more of his actual personality, and he's such a hateable guy. Like, nobody's going to say, oh my gosh, Baron Corbin's my favorite wrestler. But that's what they need from Baron Corbin. At the end of the day, Finn Balor wins, and you know, Vince McMahon's looking at this Finn Balor, a guy that's selling a ton of merch, and Baron Corbin, who barely has a t-shirt, we're going to go with Finn Balor. Yeah, I'd go with Finn, too. I mean, it would be really detrimental to his career if he loses this. Um, you know, Corbin, you know, this has done well for Corbin. It's gotten him a lot of reps, uh, took, maybe maybe took him out of his comfort zone a little bit, forced him to do a lot of these backstage promos and things on the mic and interactions with, uh, you know, all the talent. Uh, in storyline, he's empowered by Stephanie McMahon. So, mm -hmm. you know, he can lose, and there's going to be no harm to him. This, this, this has actually been a really successful run for him. Uh, you know, getting rid of the wrestling tights, wearing the jeans and the vest and, and what have you. So... Uh, yeah, a, a Finn win is definitely needed for him. If uh, that does not happen, we got some talk. I don't know we got, we what got, the hell yeah, happens the, 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 Then there's a conversation yeah. to be had for sure. Well, speaking of teams that continue to win is the Bludgeon Brothers will go up against the New Day, the New Day winners of the SmackDown Tag Team Tournament to get an opportunity at SummerSlam. We've seen this before. What happens here? Does the New Day reclaim those SmackDown Tag Team Championships? I don't think so, I, I, and I'm a, I'm a New Day fan. I mean, how can you not be? But I, I just I don't 
I don't see what another title run would do right now. I mean, the Bludgeon Brothers finally have some momentum and some steam. They, they've altered sometimes some of their, their wardrobe. I, mean, I, I think I think they're finally settling in, and, and we've moved past the the mask Gimmicky. And, and the mal. Yeah, yeah we, like, I think we're starting to give them some credibility. Um, so I, I don't I don't see what what it would do to take the titles off of them. Uh, you know, I, I, we've, I've said it before. I say it again. Uh, you know, this we need to start moving into the new days, being able to work a singles. Uh, so I, I, don't, I see no reason to take the titles off the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, I think some of the best things that the New Day does is having their outside personalities shine during singles matches. You know, we don't see a lot of that. We don't see a lot of Kofi Kingston one-on-one matches or Xavier Woods or, or Big E competing in singles action, especially now with, with the United States Championship feud so wide open. You know, you have Jeff Hardy there. You have Shinsuke Nakamura there. You know, why not try to insert one of the New Day members there? Give those guys a couple of months of a run. I mean, hell, if Rusev can compete for the World Championship and then be relegated to the pre-show 30 days later, I think they can take some chances with the New Day. They've definitely deserved it. And I think everybody would consider, you know, Biggie being that guy to get that singles push. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. I think the Bludgeon Brothers do win. I wouldn't be surprised if New Day wins um, somehow in a shocking roll-up, quick pinfall, something like that, where it's not definitive um, and, and to kind of shake things up. But as much as I am okay with the Bludgeon Brothers, there's so many other tag teams on SmackDown that aren't getting an opportunity to compete on a weekly basis. Sheamus and Cesaro was off at TV for almost two months. The Usos have one match in a month and a half. Uh, you know, Gallows and Anderson obviously haven't done much on SmackDown in the tag team division, haven't been given the chance. Um, so as much as I want to say the Bludgeon Brothers can win, and, and, and I think that's going to happen, I'm rooting for the New Day because I think if the New Day wins, there's more opportunities for those tag teams on SmackDown that are actually better than the Bludgeon Brothers. Moving on to what another marquee match, the match that's been eight years in the making, and boy, did WWE's production uh, shine again. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Three-part series this past Tuesday, uh, documenting what started as Brian Danielson and Mike Mizanin, uh, two guys who looked much younger and uh, even in the WWE surroundings much uh, more inexperienced obviously than they are now. What a story. I mean, yep. let's just let's just stop and look at the story before we even talk about the match. I mean, uh, not even the brilliance of Vince McMahon could, could foresee what, 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 what happened in the eight years of Mike Mizanin becoming this, 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 this credible main event player who can handle all your media, who can cross over into the mainstream, doing movies, doing reality shows, uh, has literally silenced, in a time where social media haters are the most prevalent, has literally silenced most haters that, you know, that he does belong in the ring. And then, of course, Daniel Bryan, fired just a few months after doing the NXT competition show, comes back, rise to the stardom and fame and championship uh, only to get injured and retire. Now he's back. I mean, it's just... You, you can't you, you, to get all the pieces in the puzzle to, to align like they have. Yeah. Um, you just can't. So this right here, Josh. First off, I don't think this is going to be the last of this of, of this of these two in the ring. Uh, I think this could be the first of several. And depending on how these matches come out, this could be this could be one of WWE's top three feuds that they've had in the last decade, <clears throat> maybe the last fifteen years. And I'm considering Cena Rock. I'm considering Brock Taker. I'm considering. Um, you know, you know, a Roman a Brock. I mean, Miz and Bryan has a real potential here to, uh, to to put themselves in the history books. Yeah, and I think you started off, um, man. As much as history would say you started off with the heel picking up the victory, I actually think the face picks up the victory. I think Daniel Bryan should win this match and and just do a little bit of a rule reversal. And here's why: Daniel Bryan loses again. Miz brags, "I beat you. Why do I need to fight you again?" 
Daniel Bryan wins, Daniel Bryan brags, and Daniel Bryan is a good guy who always give a shot because he thinks that he can always beat The Miz. So that's an easy way to rebuild a, you know, a rematch or next month's pay-per-view. So I think Daniel Bryan wins. Um, I think WWE wants The Miz to win. But if you're looking at it, like you said, like a three, four, five-month picture, trade a couple of wins, maybe one each, and then have that third and final rubber match You know, at Survivor Series. Um, maybe put some sort of a stipulation on the line there. Um, if they do extend this, um, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be slightly surprised because I think this one big mo- money match payoff is exactly what they want. And I also think that it's time. It really is time now for The Miz to get a run at the world championship. I mean, The Miz and AJ Styles could be a great feud. You know, AJ Styles isn't amazing on the microphone. He's good, but The Miz is so much better. And AJ Styles, that could be a great feud heading into 2019. I gotta disagree. <clears throat> I gotta go. You, you need, oh, come on, LeBron. Yeah, you need the Miz to win this one. I, I, you know, I mean, obviously, WWE's promoting Daniel Bryan for Raw 1000 and other means. So it certainly seems like you know Daniel Bryan is sticking around. But I still think having Daniel Bryan lose it, it presents a lot more opportunities creatively. Uh, they can go to Hell in a Cell. Uh, obviously, Hell in a Cell, a Hell in a Cell match would make sense if the Miz wins because of some outside interference. Um, you know who that is. You know whether it's his wife, whether you know what it is. I, I'm not sure, but. You're not uh, thinking straight, Justin. No, I, I think the Miz gets the gets the win here. Give, give Miz the win and and, and let and let Brian and let Brian chase chase down his vengeance. No, no, that second bump you took at Cage Fury is <laughs> rattling your brains. I had scrambled eggs this morning. That's what your brains reminded me of. If you have, but if you have the Miz win, Justin, what, why would he want another match against Daniel Bryan? He already did what he told everybody he could do. Exactly, and then let Brian continue to goad him into it. Continue to let, let Brian bait ah, him into it. Ah, see what you did there. That's a good one. Goad yeah, him into it. Yeah, yeah. That's why they pay you the big bucks. Yeah, right. All right, we got uh, <laughs> one more segment to go. We got two world title matches to talk about, plus a monster in the bank. Don't go anywhere. It's Chair Shot Reality on Wrestling Inc. One more segment to go here as we continue the binge watch playlist of Chair Shot Reality on Wrestling Inc. For over 400 episodes and eight years, we thank everybody for all the support that you've the given bags us. Bags under my eyes, yeah. Justin. We're getting old. I mean, literally, we've gone through we've gone through our 20s uh, with the supportive fan base. We very much appreciate. It. it just feels like yesterday. I was screaming, "Daniel Bryan won't be at SummerSlam," and here we are. SummerSlam. There's no way Daniel Bryan's <laughs> appearing at SummerSlam. Your brightest and shining moment. Um, it's it's been one hell of a ride, and obviously, we're going to be back in Point Park Studios here in a couple of weeks. But Justin, SummerSlam Sunday, you're going to be there. You're going to be drinking. You might not remember half of the show like you usually do. (laughs) A WWE Championship match, though, I think that a lot of people are scratching their heads a little bit. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. Um, No physicality the past three weeks. A lot of talking. How do you feel, first off, about this feud, its build, and then who wins the match? I think it's probably been one of the better builds for an AJ Styles match since he's been champion. I I mean, they've... Took it a little deeper than what his previous feuds have been, which has mm. been pretty much centered around you know it's his house that he's built. He's the best in the world. Uh, this at least has gone a little personal. It's it's capitalized on what everybody knows, which is they they've known each other for a long time, way well before WWE. So they've acknowledged that, taking shots uh, with the family that always uh, hits you know that always gets the oohs and the ahs. So I think for a match that these smarter fans and I'm, in, I'm I'm lumping us into this for a minute, I think for a match that a lot of people would probably go, okay, I don't see AJ losing the title right now. I think by at least having the personal build, um, the personal build plus what you expect to be uh, top-notch belt-to-belt action uh, will still make up for what will be probably a predictable outcome, which is AJ Styles uh, retains. You think um, WWE will hire TNA's Claire to come out in the crowd and distract AJ Styles? Remember her? I remember Claire. 
Yeah, you remember Claire? I, I bet you do. I remember. Yeah, Claire. I bet you do. No, but um, I, I I agree partially with you. Um, the the personal feud I get because they have that longevity and history together, performing all over the world. I would have liked a little bit more than just a letter to end SmackDown. It didn't yeah. do as much to me as Anti- I wanted it to. Anticlimactic end for, yeah, for, for, for like, a go-home show, absolutely. Yeah, and it like just ended. Like as much as I've been griping about how AJ Styles hasn't closed out SmackDowns recently, you, know, you had the women's, you had the tag team, you, I think you had a, a U.S. Championship match close it out over the World Champion. Um, this is a reason why they didn't do it then, you know. But then they put it at the end, and then eh, that's it, nothing else. So. Aside from that, I liked everything else before that. I wanted more. I wanted more of AJ Styles' real life. I mean, I know this is crazy, but even to the point of potentially having Samoa Joe not even at the arena, but in Gainesville, Georgia, somewhere that you can see that he's actually trying to locate his family or talk to his family or do something like that, similar to what Triple H and Randy Orton had, that kind of personal thing heading into WrestleMania. Um, They could have been more creative with it, but like you said, at the end of the day, it's going to be about the smart fans appreciating a match appreciating a better build than this was with Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles over the past few months. Um, and I do think that AJ Styles retains, but the way they've been building it gives you a slight, slight thought that maybe Samoa Joe could potentially win. Well, and it's those slight thoughts and, and, and long shots, which is what separates you uh, when you're playing WrestleRumble.com. You can make predictions for all the matches. Each prediction is worth a certain amount of points, and those who have the most points that finish the top of standings Get the prize money and other prizes. $1,000 is top prize. So go on to WrestleRumble.com, compete against Josh and myself and the rest of the WWE and CSR universe. Yes, sir. Let's go into the match that has the briefcase on the line. It is Kevin Owens challenging the monster in the bank, Braun Strowman. Is there any chance that Braun Strowman loses this? Cue Vince McMahon's music. Oh, no, no. No chance right. in hell, Justin. Okay, good, no good. chance. Good, good, good. I, I, no I, chance I thought, in hell. I thought for a second, I thought you were saying Vince is getting involved in this. I was like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? Okay, no, okay, no, okay. you're insane. Cue Vince's music because there's War- no chance in hell. I thought Warlow dropped you on your head. I was just checking. Uh, he did not, actually. I know how to run away from him. But anyway, so I actually think uh, you know, Braun makes not quick work of Kevin Owens because you want to protect Owens a little bit. But I'll say this right now. I am so pissed off at how they're building Kevin Owens the past couple of months. Kevin Owens came in as a guy who wants to fight everybody, and he kind of was liked, but he still was hated, and he still was a heel. Now that all he's doing is running away and being scared, devalues what he was when he was in WWE before he became Universal Champion, a prize fighter. You can still be dirty and have dirty tactics and kind of be a coward when you need to be, but he's not showing – they're not letting him show, not him – they're not letting him show that he actually is kind of a badass, kind of a guy who can fight, who can throw down, and all that they're worried about is the build of Braun. I get it. Braun should have already been Universal Champion before. But this match does nothing for Owens, does nothing for Braun Strowman, unless, and we'll talk about it in a minute, that Braun Strowman cashes in later in the night. Before we get into to Braun and cash in, I, I almost wonder, you know, Triple H did another one of his media calls this week. He said it over and over about how, you know, and we, we see it a little bit, we've seen it with Tyler Breeze, we've seen it with Revival, about allowing people that have been on the main roster to make some special appearances at NXT for live events just to kind of, um, you know, b- boost the sales. And he's talked about how eventually it should be okay for Raw and SmackDown guys to go to NXT and it won't be a demotion. It'll be, you know, it'll just be shuffling the deck as you do with the Superstar Shakeup. I wonder with all that Kevin Owens has done, because Kevin Owens has done a lot. He's feuded with a lot of people. He's won some titles. For all that he's done on Raw and SmackDown, 
and the fact that NXT is a little bit less of a travel and Kevin's very much a family man. I always wonder if it would benefit Kevin Owens to go to NXT for a few months and, and be, you know, as Aleister Black's hurt and you got to figure eventually Gargano or Ciampa might be coming uh, up to Raw SmackDown. Well, I wonder if Kevin Owens one of the guys that would be okay to, to go do NXT for a few months just as a breather from the main roster. Yeah, so I think he wouldn't be against that because I think he is very much a guy, like you said last week, like CM Punk, like he doesn't necessarily need the fame and the bright lights and all of the multi-million dollars, even though he'd prefer that. And if he's still getting the contract but he's working some NXT events, I don't think that'll diminish his ego. I think that'll be um, a good thing for Owens. But he, Kevin Owens, when he was Universal Champion, he was great. He was excellent. He won the title. He had a, the best feud with Chris Jericho. They, as soon as he went to SmackDown, that really killed it for me. And then he came back to Raw. That showed me that WWE doesn't necessarily know if this is a guy that they want to have as a main championship player heading into WrestleMania season. That's what everybody should strive for. They want to be that champion heading into WrestleMania. And Kevin Owens, he's had good matches. He's had great feuds. He's had feuds with Shane and Daniel Bryan and all those guys. But where's he at now? This is a guy who was almost a year ago. This is the guy, this is the last guy to get physical with Vince McMahon. (laughs) And this is where he's at now. And it's funny because we're talking like he's facing Constable Corbin, right? Like we're talking like he's not facing anybody. But the logistics of this match, the way that this match has been built, has absolutely nothing to do with Kevin Owens. Why is he friends with Jinder Mahal, Justin? I have no friggin' idea why him and the modern-day Maharaja are now best friends. Why? Because Sami Zayn's hurt. So it's it's just frustrating to me. Jinder Mahal's uh, become his life coach. Yeah, namaste. He's, he's, he's getting calm and, and doing Maybe he'll get him into the shape that Jinder is. <laughs> that that ripped out Jinder. Jinder's yeah, a monster still, but I probably shouldn't say anything about physique. I don't want to melt or anybody. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's take away from that one. Um, All right, Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Brock's going back to UFC. Paul Heyman's playing some games here. Braun Strowman's probably lurking around with a briefcase. Uh, What do you got? Hmm. Man, this is a good one. I I don't know. I I, want to say Roman Reigns just because I feel the fourth time. Come on. I'm going to hesitantly pick Roman Reigns. Um, I don't know how. I don't know why. But I think Roman finally gets the opportunity. You know, realistically, I think what ends up happening is Paul Heyman does something to cost Brock Lesnar. You know, we don't see Heyman get extremely physical often. I mean, a spray to the eyes, cool. You know, Samoa Joe choking him last year before Great Balls of Fire. That's a little bit of physicality. Um, if there's any time where an OF, I mess this up for Brock Lesnar, would be it would be at SummerSlam. And that, you know takes Lesnar off of television, leaves an open-ended door for Lesnar to come back. But, I mean, the Brooklyn crowd, do you really want Roman Reigns to walk out of SummerSlam as the universal champion? Yeah, I mean, I could see Paul Heyman again with the mace trying to go, you know, blind Roman again, and then uh, maybe he gets Brock. I think Roman has to win this. I mean, look, if, if you know Brock's leaving and Roman's lost and lost and lost, I think Roman has to win it. I think Braun cashes him and knocks him the next night. I can see Brock, who's scheduled to be at Raw the next night, wants his rematch says that Paul, you know, Paul F things up, and then somehow it's a, you know, it's a knockdown drag out, and Braun Strowman, you know, makes himself, you know, uh, you know, in there, whether whether or not an actual match even takes place, or it was just a big-ass brawl, um, but I think by the time, the, by the time WWE leaves Brooklyn, Braun Strowman is our universal champion. Let, let me ask you this, Sunday night, Saturday night, what is the match that everybody is going to remember Monday morning? Oof. Including NXT? Mm-hmm. It's a big weekend there, yeah, Lamar. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you don't want to, you know, we don't want to sleep on Chomp and Gargano because they continue every time to do it. So uh, oh to one boy. up, yeah, it's uh, a tough one. 
It is. It really is. I, I you know, um, I, 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 I can't answer because I, I, I get ready to want to say Ciampa and Gargano, but then I, you know, Ronda's performed really well and she's probably going to win the title. Brian and Miz, I can't imagine that after finally getting this match that they're going to do anything short of giving spectacular, it yeah. just great wing work. Yeah, great psychology Ooh, in the ring. I, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for that one. That's a good I question. think it's going to be Ciampa, Gargano, and Miz, Brian that most people will talk about. People will bitch and complain about Reigns winning. They're going to talk about AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, which I personally think could be the best match. But I will give a slight edge to Ciampa and Gargano for this sole purpose. It's an under three-hour show. Mm-hmm. The NXT crowd is always better, and that elevates the performers to compete at the best of their abilities. It's just it's going to be great. To put it in perspective, the total running time of what NXT Takeover will be will be just about the total running time of the SummerSlam kickoff show. That is Think true. About that. That is Think true. about that. Think about that. I know. I know. And we'll have the gracious <laughs> Pat McAfee letting us roll into NXT with a couple of chuckles. I'm excited about it. <laughs> Leave a comment. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please subscribe to Wrestling Inc. It is Chair Shot Reality every single weekend. He's Josh Eisenberg. Four on Twitter. I'm Justin LaBar on Twitter. PlayWrestleRumble.com. It's a whole lot of fun. We'll be back next week to analyze just how right or wrong we really are.